people who had mentors and coaches experienced four times greater success than the exact same person doing it on their own. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are uh, rocking and rolling and having an amazing start to your week. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about coaching. Uh, it is something that is highly debated, uh, oddly. Um, and you see, you know, internet gurus, you see coaches all over the place, right? And the, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think it's a super important uh, topic for a variety of reasons. One is why, you know, why is it important? But secondly, why do coaches get so much hate, right? And so I wanted to uh, tell you what the data says, what the science says. And so I was having a conversation with Dr. Kashi, who some of you guys know is a very close friend of mine. Um, and he was saying that he had just seen a paper that was a mega meta-analysis of the impact of coaching and mentorship on success, right? On how people um, are doing, right? And they found over 40,000 uh, research studies and when they consolidated all of the information and they controlled for income and, you know, IQ and all of the different things that could, that could uh, make one person do better than another, People who had mentors and coaches experienced four times greater success than the exact same person doing it on their own, all right? And to me, that seems like the most no-brainer reason. I mean, why would you, I mean, who wouldn't want to have four times greater success or four times faster results um, by having that, right? And the thing is, is despite knowing that, despite knowing that every professional athlete and every Olympian and every every major team has coaches, for some reason, the general population or people at large still have so much hate for them, right? Um, and you can, if you've ever had any kind of coach, you can probably think back and think like, yes, I was coaching with this person. And then many, many times people have a negative impression of that person who they worked with. All right. And so I like to dive into the, these types of things because if I see like huge generalities, you know, sweeping across the board um, and I'm by no means immune to this. I have tons of people that I've helped, you know, go from broke to million dollar plus gym that now avidly speak against me. Um, and I just like to think like what caused this. Right. And so I was reading, um, I think it's 50 Scientific Ways, which is a phenomenal book, by the way, 50 Scientific Ways to uh, Persuade People or to Get the Yes. I can't remember. It's something like that. It's uh, one of Robert Cialdini, who is the, uh, the author of Influence and Persuasion, which are both two of the best books on influence and marketing and sales that exist. Um, so he's co-author of this book. And one of the chapters highlighted uh, something that I thought was like a huge eye-opener for me. And it was that when doing a favor for someone, all right, and I'll show you how this relates to coaching. When doing a favor for someone, the perception of the favor and how important and how big it was actually correlates with time. And so immediately after you do a favor for someone, the person who received the favor thinks super highly of you because they were just in pain and they're immediately relieved from the pain that they were in. And then at that moment is when they believe what you did for them to be of the, of the highest importance, of the, of the highest impact on their life. Then over time, it just continues to decline, right? Over time, over time, it continues to go down of what their perception of what your favor was and what it did for your, their lives. Now, where this is gets interesting is that the perception 
of the favor doer of you, right? If you did the favor, you believe that the amount of effort and the amount of impact it had on the person's life goes up over time. And so immediately after you, you do something for someone is the moment where you feel like it was, it was nothing. It wasn't a big deal. I just, you know, I just did this and this, but the person who received it was like, oh my God, this was like, I was stuck in this for two years and it was horrible. And as soon as you came in, everything changed, right? But if you revisit that same story six months later, the person who got the favor is like, I mean, I would have figured it out anyways. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty smart guy. I really wanted to do it. I would, if it wasn't that guy, it was someone else. I was going to figure it out, right? It wasn't that big of a deal. And then the person who did the favor is like, oh my God, I saved this guy's life and he doesn't even blah, 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 right? Whatever. But the point is, is that this is a psychological bias and it's, it's just real. It's just in people. And so in recognizing that, it can give you a little bit, for me, of solace, because I'm just like, okay, you know, what's, what's going on here? Um, but it's just, it's a, it's a scientifically proven psychological bias that exists in all humans. And so I think that there's a couple of, of takeaways that I've taken from this, and that you can too, um, is that one, if, you, if, you, if you're doing any kind of coaching, right, it could be fitness coaching, it could be you know, it could be you're being a doc and I'm using coaching in a broad term. It could be mentorship. It could be, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be business related. It, have to, it could be anything, right? Is that if you, so this is purely just me giving you the tactics by this. If you do someone a favor, the time to ask for a favor in return is immediately, immediately after you've done the favor. Because at that point is where they will believe what you did for them was of the most importance, Right. Now, you can also get into probably secondary effects of this, which is, well, if you can continue to do favors over time, right, then you continue to have those, those windows of, of goodwill, right? And I think of it like a telephone telephone wire. So if you guys are old school, I don't even know if they, of course, they think it's like telephone or power lines where, you know, there's a, a pole and then it dips down and then there's another pole and then it dipped down and then it's another pole. And just think of each of those poles as the goodwill or the, or the things that you do to help uh, people out. But if you don't do that, then it just continues to go down and it touches the ground and then it, you know, the wire blows up because of whatever, right? Hey guys, real quick, if you're new to the podcast, I have a book on Amazon called $100 Million Offers at over 8,000 five-star reviews. It has almost a perfect score. You can get it for 99 cents on Kindle. The reason I bring it up is that I put over a thousand hours into writing that book and it's my biggest gift to our community. So it's my very shameless way of trying to get you to like me more and ultimately make more dollars so that later on in your business career, I can potentially partner with you. So that's my give. Go check it out, Amazon, and back to the show. And so um, I just find this really interesting because favors, I think, also act a lot like information, right? And if you sell information like I do, right? I sell a business model. I sell sales trainings. I sell, you know what I mean, how to, how to generate customers, all that kind of stuff, right? Is that information, although incredibly valuable, upon consumption immediately decreases in value, in perceived value, to the person who consumed it. And so information is one of those interesting things that, is incredibly valued, but declines in value very rapidly, all right? And so this is why if you are teaching people things, you need to consistently teach new things on a regular basis so that they can continue to have those telephone poles of over and over again, you breaking a belief or teaching a new thing or whatever it is so that they can continue to grow. And I do think that over time, there's some level of goodwill that gets built. Um, but still, most people are function on the what have you done for me lately, right? And I just... 
you can you can be resentful of that and you can be the favor doer who's like i changed this guy's life um or you can just deal with the reality is that people don't care right they'll just think about what you did for them lately and so i just see this as incredible like as as statements of truth and so then you can just act in accordance with that it's like so if you if you want you know you, you help someone lose 25 pounds working with you then get the testimonial at that time, right at that moment, right? Don't wait and then ask for it six months later, because at this point, they're gonna be like, well, I was gonna join another gym. You know, I was gonna probably do something either way. And it was really me who was doing all the dieting. I mean, yeah, you know, he helped, right? Whereas if you've done it right after they get off the scale and you tell them to come right in and then you do a great video, they'll have all the emotions. They'll just have gotten out of pain. They'll have achieved their, their thing. And the thing is, is they'll, they'll probably far more accurately depict how much of a change you really did in their lives, right? And so I think this has far-reaching uh, implications for A, the psychology of the coach, but also B, the psychology of the coach E, right? And I think that I've experienced this myself with different coaches that I've had throughout my life, recognizing myself internally is like, you know, I look back on what they did and I think those same thoughts, which is like, I would have done it anyway. I'm a winner, winners win. Um, and that was going to happen. Now, whether or not that's true, doesn't really matter. The point is, is that they were still the one who helped me out, right? And so, you know, giving respect to those people, I think has been something that uh, in the beginning of my career, I don't think I did um, as much as I do now. And I think it's partially just, you know, maybe it's age, maybe it's experience, maybe it's scar tissue, you know, um, whatever it is. But I have, I think I have probably in the last year or two um, been much better about giving massive amounts of respect to the people who helped me out uh, earlier on in my life. And, um, and let me give you a different framing as well. If you're the person who did, got received the favor. So I kind of talked about this from the coaching perspective, but talk about it from the, from the student perspective is that like in my book, which was released two years ago, a year and a half ago, whatever it is. Um, I have acknowledgements in the back and I have all people who influenced me on that page, good and bad, because I still learn tremendous amounts from some of the people who are what I would consider maybe negative mentors, right? I learned, uh, I learned what not to do. Uh, a lot of times. And still, some of those people still broke beliefs of mine, even if they weren't intending to, right? And so uh, I think Tony Robbins talks about this, where he says, you know, blame them. You can't just blame your mom or your dad, right, for the insecurities they gave you. Also blame them for your resilience. Blame them for your ability to uh, persevere. Blame them for all the positive characteristics that you developed as a result or in reaction to some of the negative things that they did, right? And so I think that if you can adopt that perspective, it's one, way mentally healthier for you. Two, you won't burn bridges with people who probably did help you at some point. And then three, if you are the coach, if you recognize that this is going to be a cognitive bias, this is going to be a psychological bias that's innate in all humans, then you can adjust the way that you fulfill your business or you fulfill your coaching. Which is one, if you want to get someone to recognize what you did for them, you want to have that done immediately or as soon after they achieve their result, right? And then secondarily, you want to continue to put post up those telephone polls week after week, month after month, so that you don't have to have that information decline over time. And the only way to do that is work, right? <laughs> is it requires effort. Like we have to continue to innovate. We have to continue to make things easier. We have to continue uh, to strive to solve the next problem. Because the good news for everyone is that every single student you ever have, as soon as you solve a problem, a new problem will be created from the gap that you just, that you just bridged, right? They will just go across the bridge to the next plateau 
where there's another gap, where they need another bridge built. And so as long as you've been far that far ahead enough of the, the people that you are teaching, coaching, mentoring, student team, right? Um, you will be able to continue to build bridge after bridge after bridge for those people. And it will force you to grow as a, as, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as, as whatever, right? Uh, because you will force to level yourself up so that you can continue to provide value because the value that you provided has an expiration date. So um, I hope you found that valuable. Hope you found that interesting for me. I think it was really, uh, once I kind of connected all those pieces together, uh, it made a lot of sense in my own life. Uh, for me as a student, but also for what I've, you know, experienced uh, as a, as a quote coach or mentor, or, I hate the word mentor, but you know, whatever, um, as a, you know, as a, as a, as somebody who develops business models and helps other people uh, make more profitable businesses. It's been something that's been very valuable for me and honestly, just very calming uh, to my spirit. And so anyways, I hope that makes sense to you. Um, I hope you found that valuable. And if you did tag a coach, uh, tag one of your coaches, tag some of your trainers, tag some of your friends, family, dogs, pet, higher power, whatever it is. Um, otherwise, have an amazing day. I hope you guys have a crushing Tuesday and I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Bye.